on episode number 17 of the To Be Encouraged podcast, Bishop Julius C. Trimble discusses all things annual conference as the annual conference returns to in-person sessions and discusses many aspects of the life of the church. We, today, we talk about the implications and the opportunities at annual conference 2022. But, but how is it with your soul and how is it in the soul winning business? That's kind of what annual conference is about. You are welcome to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Bishop Tremble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ so you can rise to your highest potential. On To Be Encouraged, Bishop Tremble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word on the pandemic, racism, the environment, human sexuality, and the state of the church with a focus on centering your life on the love of Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Hello, good people. Reverend Dr. Brad Miller here, your co-host on the To Be Encouraged podcast. This is the podcast where Bishop Julius C. Triple discusses matters of the church. Here on episode 17, we're talking about all things annual conference as we return to an in-person session of annual conference in Indiana and really around the world. And in this annual conference, Bishop, I want you to listen to a few things in our conversation today. They're going to be important for you to gain clarity about. Where he's, He talks about the purpose of annual conference to do all about nothing to do but save souls. And then he talks about some of the challenges that we face in our church regarding disaffiliation and the processes therein. And he talks about some clarification regarding the elections of bishops, jurisdictional conference, general conference, some of the other matters facing the church. Then he also talks about some of the good news in our church, which includes some good news about the camping program at Africa University, and how online worship is changing matters in the church. Very important uh, episode of the podcast to gain clarity about this important aspect of our United Methodist Church, the annual conference. I invite you to listen to our conversation right now. So Bishop, welcome to the podcast here today, and let's talk annual conference. Hey, Brad, it's good to be with you, and it's good to uh, talk about annual conference. Uh, it's an annual meeting that United Methodists have. In fact, our whole tradition, going back to Wesley, was a, was based around Christian conferencing, uh, where we really uh, have a responsibility of coming together in small groups and in, in larger gatherings to ask questions like, how is it with your soul? And how are we doing in the soul winning business? So that's two, two kind of two primary questions. I'm sure somebody's going to Maybe uh, say it's a little deeper than that, Bishop. But but how is it with your soul, and how is it in the soul winning business? That's mm. kind of what annual conference is about. Yeah, and so it is that we gather together. We are called to do that from our Wesleyan tradition on an annual basis. And yet, Bishop, in this year of 2022, it's a little different. 
in compared to the last two years, at least, when many annual conferences did not meet in person. They had some form of online uh, form of annual conference. It still met. But uh, is it going to be good to be back together, even in spite of some challenges that we have? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I know most people are looking forward to it. We have a pretty good uh, registration right now. Over a thousand people are going to gather at the uh, Indiana Wesleyan University uh, and then some visitors probably too. Some conferences this year, I know around the country, are still doing a hybrid conference okay. uh, and maybe even a few that are not doing any in-person portions. But we made a decision uh, or maybe six months ago that we would plan for an in-person and if the numbers uh, still supported it, we would stick with that plan. And so the numbers have supported it. The numbers I'm making reference to are COVID, COVID mm-hmm. positive yes. numbers yes. that we could that we could still meet. Uh, people are still welcome to wear a mask, and we don't want people if you're sick or if you're you know uh, if you if you've tested positive for COVID, obviously you should not come to annual conference. But uh, we do want people to come. And if you don't feel comfortable coming and being in a crowd that size. We understand this will be live streamed, so people will be able to witness and experience uh, the annual conference. But there's nothing like Brad being at a United Methodist conference singing "Oh, Four Thousand Tongues" with a thousand tongues. It is an awesome moment, and to hear that resonate through a hall, uh, and knowing that it, even though we may have some of our differences and things that we are going to have some uh, debates about, we are of uh, one people under one God uh, singing praises to our Lord and Savior. Over a thousand tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise. I'm looking forward to it uh, myself as well after being apart for a couple of years. And yet uh, we, we have some realities and we have some difficult times in our church and we have our annual conferences have, you know, lots of uh, uh, matters before us, which include matters regarding uh, division and schism in our church and processes for churches that want to disaffiliate uh, with our uh, traditions and the fact that annual, the general conference is another couple of years away and there's been some decisions made regarding jurisdictional conferences, elections of bishops. Just tell us what some of the matters are that are before us that are a real uh, kind of a challenge for us to deal with this particular time around for annual conference and how we are going to approach that. Thank you, Brad. Let me touch on a couple of things. Number one, uh, what is the main thing and has the main thing changed in terms of our purpose and our mission? Our mission is, as United Methodists to make this, is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. That has not changed. Uh, we do that even through the, the annual conference is to be conduit for that. Uh, and it is, as it says in our journal, all to the glory of God. So our primary business has not changed as as John Wesley would, would say, uh, we have nothing to do but save souls. Mm. Uh, so that part has not changed. We, some things have changed. For example, at an annual conference like this, you would expect that the bishop or the conference to, to take time to, re, to reflect, reflect and pause on the gun violence that has happened in our country. At this conference, we do know, uh, because there was an announcement that on May 1st, a month ago now, uh, over, yeah, a month ago now, that the Global Methodist Church was launching a, 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 a traditional uh, a branch of, of, of Methodism that will call itself the Global Methodist Church. And we had last year, 
churches who disaffiliated. There was no church to, for them to align with. And I, but I believe some of those nine churches from last year will probably align with the Global Methodist Church. And we expect, uh, I don't know, close to 30 churches possibly this year being voted on that have chosen to separate, and I call separate, segregate themselves from what has what we historically have experienced as the United Methodist Church. This is out of a thousand plus churches, but it is significant. And yes. Brad, I want to say this, and I want to say this, and want people to hear: we are these are not enemies. It's like siblings in the same family deciding one decides to go live on the West Coast, another decides to stay in the Midwest, or another yes. says they want to go live on the East Coast. Different approaches to life, different approaches to directions that you want want uh, to go, and yeah, we'd have to deal with that uh, reality of that is happening. And so, I know among uh, other things, though, Bishop, and I just would like to speak to this if you can. There is some movement afoot out in our Methodist world about having actual annual conferences uh, seek disaffiliation or something along this line. And I think there's some confusion about this, Bianca, with you. I was talking at a, to a United Methodist layperson at the conference I was at just recently, and there was some real confusion about that. Can you speak to that at all? I know it's still getting sorted out. Can you speak to that? What's going on with that? Well, that actually has been settled. The Judicial Council ruled that an annual conference cannot vote to separate from the United Methodist Church. In other words, can they can't vote as a conference that all churches would then belong to a different church. That would be something that would have to be have to be authorized by the only body that speaks for the whole denomination, which is the general conference. And since we've not had a general conference, we'll not have one until 2024, that the judicial council, our 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 uh, Supreme Court, if you will, for the church ruled that, that it was not in order. So an annual conference cannot vote to do that. I don't think there will be many uh resolutions to attempt to do that. There may be some resolutions in some places to attempt to, to, to see if people are interested in doing that. But uh, I think it would really be, we would do a disservice to local churches and and hundreds of thousands of members who don't even go to annual conference. To make a decision like that, I think really would be, would be cruel. Yeah, pretty arbitrary. And um, I'm Thank you for getting clarity on that issue because it's out there. And then there's also, you know, we've got a little bit of clarity that there is a disaffiliation process if churches do want to follow that. And we're not going to hate each other or we're not going to be mean to each other. We're going to still love each other, even though there's separation and uh, people going their different ways. But there's also another kind of another technical thing in the church I just would like for you to speak to, if you will. And that has to do with jurisdictional conferences and uh, election of bishops and so on. And how that's impacted things, because we haven't done that for a couple of years either. And, of course, that does impact a lot of these decisions. Uh, there's been some rulings about that. Can you just speak to that to gain some clarity for our listeners? Well, the Judicial Council also ruled in recently in recent weeks uh, that the United Methodist Church, the Council of Bishops, could call for jurisdictional conferences to meet for the sole purpose of electing bishops to fill vacancies. Uh, we have a number of bishops who've already retired because you, we haven't had a general conference or a jurisdictional conference uh, uh, since uh, 2016. 
That's right. Yeah, it was yeah, it was 2016. It's kind of hard to imagine that. We've, so yeah, a lot of people have, yeah, a lot of people have retired since then, and many who are, <laughs> a, lot who are a lot happens in six years, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, and many are facing retirement. So we have bishops, some retired bishops who are currently serving uh, uh, Episcopal areas, and we have bishops, active bishops who are serving more than one Episcopal area, more than the, after after other bishops have retired. So we really need. Our, 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 how do we say this? Our workforce has been depleted from the Council mm-hmm. of Bishops. I think we have le- we have less than 50 active bishops, and wow. you know, in 2016, I think we had something like 56 active uh, active bishops. So I think, uh, you know, I think we uh, we had close. Yeah, we had closer to 58 active bishops, and now we have less than 50 active bishops. So we have a number of bishops that uh, have retired, and some bishops who are serving in retirement but only really intended to do that for a short period of time. Sure. Well, you have to, there comes a point, we either have to uh, act on the present structure of the church and fulfill those needs or figure out something else uh, because right now we've still been in this limbo state for so long. And uh, we, you know, we got another couple of years before a general conference rolls around and we got a lot of, Local churches and clergy and bishops are all having to make decisions, not only about churches and affiliation, but retirements and all kinds of other things that are going on. Yeah, we, we have said we, all. We, we haven't. We haven't had. We have been accused of, and I think we've been guilty of, like a lot of institutions, Brad, not being adaptable, not being nimble. Mm-hmm. So we really we kind of built for. We're built for you know where our our system is. We meet every four years. Nobody put in. Nobody put in the, the book of discipline. In case of a global pandemic, this is what you should do. <laughs> right, right. Well, we're going. We're being forced into it, aren't we? We're being forced into it, and sometimes we're going kicking and screaming, and uh, and uh, it's painful. And in order to be effective, to what we said at the beginning of this conversation, that we are called to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world, we have to have an effective organization. Was it Wesley said, "We be organized to beat the devil," you know. And if we're not effective and if we're not uh, nimble, then we're not doing our overall mission. So I'm going to come back to the question we started this with: How, how are we doing in in our mission? And uh, where what's what's next steps for us as we get ahead in the annual conference season? But here here's the good news: as we close, Brad, even as we speak. This year, 2022, we will have more campers. Over a thousand young people will be going to camps this summer. Praise be to God. While we are celebrating annual conference in Indiana, Brad, and ordaining new ministers, African University will be graduating over, I think it's over 600 graduates. Believe that or not. Believe it or not, six hundred graduates will be graduated. I think the same day that we will that we will be ordaining new ministers in the Indiana Conference. So, so we have the church has not uh, stopped stopped doing its work, and and it's been reported. You know this better than I do that because of the proliferation of social media and online platforms and online worship, many places are reaching more people than we had before. Now it's different. What does it mean to have an online community? How do we how do we build small group ministries? We're gonna to have to hear more from you, Brad, about doing yeah. that using some of these platforms. But sure. I praise God. I praise God that God did not God never left us. And and two years of two plus years or three years of COVID 
has not closed the church. Yeah. Bishop, are you saying as we close our conversation here that we're not dead yet? Are you saying that we're not dead yet? We're not dead. God is alive and we're not dead yet. Awesome. Awesome. That's an encouraging word. Any final encouraging word for us? Well, I dream of a church that emphasizes being church even more so than attending church. A church that promotes the liberating love of Jesus Christ and shared relationships with people across the globe. A church that is welcoming, not just by the signs outside of the building, but by the signs that we share while we're in the building and while we're out in the world. Well, if it's okay, let me close this time together with a prayer for you as you will be presiding over annual conferences, not only only, uh, the one in Indiana where you are the presiding bishop, but others as well because of some of those issues we talked about earlier. So if you'll allow me, I'll close this with prayer. Gracious God, I ask you to be with, uh, with Bishop Trimble and all the bishops around the world who are involved with this, uh, with this time, this time of leading uh, annual conferences, which are all about the way that we can be the community of faith, even in some difficult times. I ask you to give every bishop the strength and the wherewithal they need, the spiritual direction, discernment, and wisdom, and everything they need to lead our annual conferences through these uh, challenging times. But let Jesus Christ be praised in all that we do. So when we come together to sing, Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing, our great Redeemer's praise. We will believe it and we will live it as the Church of Jesus Christ as it expressed through United Methodist churches throughout the world. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen to be encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E-E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D.com. Or connect through Apple Podcast, where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimple. When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember to listen next week to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tribble and never forget, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it.